Megan Hicks of I Run Far, and I'm here with Mike Foote. He finished second at the 2017 Hard Rock 100 Endurance Run. Good afternoon, Mike. Congratulations. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> I don't get to interview you very often. Usually I sit and have a chat with you over like a beer at a bar after a race or... This is true. Yeah. So this is a fairly formal environment for me and you right now. <laughs> I know. We just had about 20 minutes of informal conversation. That's right. We should have just uh, recorded that and been done with it. Hey, you finished second at Hard Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun. You had fun? I did. Yeah. Uh, I think I had a really good attitude this year. I was... I mean, I'm always anxious and scared before a race like Hard Rock. I mean, you and I were just talking about how fun it is to do things that you never know how they're going to end up or there's like a lot of mystery to it and Hard Rock is more of an unknown than a lot of other races and uh, it, never know if you will finish, how you will finish and any of that but it's just a really positive experience regardless. I mean the community here, the landscape, it's yeah, it's an honor to be a part of it. Um, and you come back here by choice. You've been here a couple times. This is now your third second place finish. This is my third, second place finish. <laughs> I mean, this is something you're coming back, you're, you are coming back to with intention. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I trend towards mountainous ultra marathons and steep, slow ones because I think uh, they suit my strengths, but also they're what I enjoy the most and the type of training I like to build up to races is more fun and all of that. And Hard Rock is kind of the apex of that right now as far as 100 mile races out there. and especially within the United States. It's so fun to just drive down here mm -hmm. and be a part of this. And uh, yeah, it, it keeps me coming back every time. I mean, I put in the, just like everybody else in the ultra community, I put in every year and I've been lucky enough to- Be chosen a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I've made it into the middle lottery, so I'm, I've got a better <laughs> chance than a lot of other people. You're so. up into like the 20 to 30% <laughs> Yeah, exactly, which is pretty good. And 0 .001 or exactly. whatever it is. <laughs> well, let's talk about how your race um, went down. Yeah. Things went out, I don't know, well, it, the, things went out fast with the women mm -hmm. and then with the men chasing by, behind the women. Is that kind of how it went? Yeah, I felt like it was pretty casual on the men's side. I always make a point to no, be nowhere near the front at okay. the beginning of an ultra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a slow starter, uh, but it was pretty It was pretty casual coming up and over into Cunningham in the first nine miles. I mean, we crossed the first creek and Killian's there putting his shoes back on because he didn't want to get his feet wet so Which early amazing, in the race. amazing because it's like the wettest race ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I know it will be wet, but the first climb is dry, so I just wanted to have my feet just dry for the first it. 10 miles. <laughs> like, okay. And, you know, we just, it's, it's fun because you're catching up with everybody. Joe Grant, Adam Campbell, uh, Anna, I mean, like so many folks. It's, it's like the beginning of this race is about catching up with friends and um, trying to be very conservative because it's such a long race. Mm. And uh, I felt like I was able to do that. Um, I caught up with Caroline, who was just crushing it at about mile 20 or so. And she seemed to be working so hard, but she wasn't slowing down. I mean, sure. it's so impressive to see her out there just working, laboring so hard, but not, I guess, blowing up. I yeah. mean, she seemed to have an incredible race. So that was really impressive. I've never been in the same race as her. and. Uh, ended up catching Iker and Killian somewhere around, I guess, Uray? I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so I feel like it's always my goal, at least in this direction, to like be in one piece to Uray. feel like I've been really conservative because time-wise, it's like just getting going. Yeah. And distance-wise, it's like 
44 miles, 42 miles, but the way this race goes, especially in this direction, that's a lot of time out there still to go. So, yeah. I mean, we had people all over the course, and it seemed like every time somebody was reporting for us in from a remote location, it was like, Mike Foot, five minutes back from the lead. Mike Foot, five minutes back from the lead. <laughs> Mike Foot, five minutes back from the lead. <laughs> sometimes Did I you? make a point to not get in the mix. I, I like to race alone sometimes, and if I'm going to make a move, I like to, like, just do it and get by somebody okay. and if i'm not ready to do it i'll just hang right behind them well is there some intention to that five minutes like can you see people off in the distance and you're like okay i'm in contact this feels like a safe place or are you just is it just totally random that you're always that you were always five minutes back from the lead in the first half of the race i think i think it's intentional i mean okay. i saw like going up and over i like I'll be pushing pretty hard and then I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in contact and this is where I want to be. I don't need to make this a move so soon. Space. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want to be that guy who suddenly is in the lead way too soon in the race. Okay. And uh, I also just, I don't want to get into a, like I've, I don't want to get into a pissing match early on in a race. Like I've been beat up and spit out the back by those kinds of, uh, you're, you're racing way too early in the race. And so I wanted to be in a spot where I could make moves later and mm. i mean that's kind of how it ended up i mean joe killian and i ended up just being together for such a significant part of the latter half of the race yeah. and uh you know i'm not sure if there was ever a moment where i mean joe tried to put in a couple of good surges uh coming out tell you ride he made a big move okay. and that was his uh you know we talked about it later and he's like that was when i was like gonna go for it and see how it went and i was feeling really really bad coming out tell you ride and were. just slowed down a lot i it was just i forgot to eat in the okay. aid station i mean i i thought i ate and by that i meant i had like a half cup of coca-cola and some broth and i was like okay i'm ready to go and <laughs> i put down like 80 calories yay <laughs> it didn't actually work and, it, felt like a lot. it turns out half an hour later i felt like hell <laughs> and that got you a mile out of the aid station though. exactly yeah. and i just crashed and burned and okay. luke nelson was pacing me and uh he just made me eat a lot of food like I, I just started eating a ton of gels and it brought me back I was hard to do because you know it's always hard to eat later in a race and I'm lucky in that I get nauseous but I never throw up mm. I've never thrown up running and so I'm able to digest food and it, it definitely gives me energy so I I caught up with Joe and Killian uh you know coming up into Wasatch Basin okay yeah and then it, the cat and mouse game didn't really end there either like you guys were no. cat and mousing it no pretty yeah. much all the way through yeah 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 i mean i was in contact with killian all the way to kt and joe coming down into chapman joe had been descending really well and i had been pretty tentative because my quads were sore earlier on in they the race were. and i had preferred uh -huh. so i was like okay i can't be stupid and blow them out early because i want to go hard the last couple of descents uh -huh. and so coming into chapman was the first time i really opened up on the descent and joe didn't catch me which was okay. the first time in a few descents and i was like okay this is good because i had been climbing better than him all day okay. and so killian and i kind of opened up a gap on him from there and maintained it and i mean running with killian is I never know if I'm in the same race as he is, <laughs> and he's like this wounded guy this time with his arm, and uh, I mean, you know, as, as always, he's so impressive, and was very, we were just, we chatted a lot, it felt really casual at times, I mean, I actually feel like there was times where we were just taking it really easy um, on some of the climbs, and every time I would 
kind of put in a move he would just stay with me and <laughs> <laughs> i'd like suddenly start working really hard and he would just kind of hang out so i was like okay at some point he might just leave me and that is what it is and uh we had a really fun time together though and he's it was impressive to see him moving through that terrain with his uh arm underneath his backpack his and little wounded wing yeah his little yeah. wounded wing i mean i think there was a couple times where like he asked for a little help zipping up his jacket and that was about it and I, I tried to offer him help the whole time and he he did everything on his own other than a couple small things and it was really really impressive i mean he never ceases to amaze me so we made it to kt and uh Luke, my pacer, said something about, like, watch out, Killian, we're gunning for you. And then <laughs> Killian said something like, yeah, we'll see. You better run fast. <laughs> and then he took off and put in, like, 20 minutes on me over the last 11 miles, which, you know, that is what it is. And um, I was happy to run really fast, though. I mean, I feel like uh, I was able to push and stay stable. I mean, it's so – this game of hard rock is about maintaining your energy levels and not crashing and burning too hard. And I definitely had a lot of low points, and there was never really, like – I was never on a euphoric high pretty much mm. the whole race, but okay. I was able to maintain like decent movement and progression. And with hard rock, like that'll get you second place in under 25 hours. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And yeah, so I was, I was happy with it overall for sure. I think sometimes, you know, when you have a guy like Killian in a race, it's hard to think about the rest of the mortal crew, yeah. but like your splits, um, post Chapman yeah. were faster than all the other guys in the field, Yeah, you know, like, yeah you were able to do what everybody but one other person wasn't able to do to maintain energy levels, maintain yeah. pace, be able to climb uphill and descend yeah. uh, more rapidly than anybody else. Yeah. And like to nail that, to get that is really tough. Um, to keep your uphill muscles and yeah. energy, to keep your yeah. downhill muscles and energy. Yeah. Do you have any explanation for how you are able to do that now three times? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I, I mean, I assume everybody else is like, I'm like the kind of person who I'm just constantly like, uh, you're just trying to divvy out energy until there's nothing left for the final step. I mean, that's how it goes, right? Mm -hmm. And you just, and I, I really, really try and just do it really smoothly. Like I'm always taking pride in that and also just tried to, I mean, I, I think, I mean, just like anybody else, I've had really, really, really bad races. And it's because I've either gone out too hard or I haven't eaten well or maintained energy. And I mean, it, it's really simple. It's just a matter of like being conservative and holding it for the final bid. And I don't know, like not mentally getting like being mentally resilient too, because there's always adversity. There's always like, we had a horrible storm, horrible storm. And yeah, I was coming, coming out of Sherman. I mean, the hail was hurting my legs, which means it was coming in sideways. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was windy, so windy, it was like <laughs> pelting my legs and my head. And I mean, everybody had to deal with it, but I mean, I remember just being like, well, just have a good attitude through this and don't let it wear you down. Don't let it wear you down. I mean, there's so many stories for everybody in hard rock. And if you can maintain like decent, positive attitude throughout it, I think that actually, I know that can sound kind of cheesy, but I think there's a lot of truth to it. Tons of truth. Yeah. But I think there's also some, there's a difference between um, telling yourself you're going to be able to stay positive <laughs> yeah. and then in the heat of the moment, yeah. in the duress of the moment, being able to actually get your mind yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Put yourself in, I, I don't know. I, you're I think, like, I can't give away my secret. No way. I don't, I don't think it's a secret. I think 
tolerance to adversity is mm-hmm. like one of the more overlooked skill sets of an ultra runner <laughs> or like a human being in general <laughs> yes yeah that's so true <laughs> and i mean i i feel like a race like hard rock i mean somebody was bringing this up like the people who do well most often at hard rock are the people who also have a lot of like experience in high mountain terrain and aren't just runners, but really enjoy like big Alpine environments and might, and therefore have probably spent a lot of time being stormed on, having to hunker down in like really uncomfortable situations, being cold, being tired. I don't know. Like if you just get more used to that, then suddenly it like normalizes it a little bit. And therefore like you're not as shook, like shooken up by it. And, I mean, I don't think I'm any better than anybody else, but it's, I really appreciate that. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's something to be said about just having that type of resilience. I mean, Killian like doesn't even call himself a runner and he's like, I'm just used to being in the mountains. And he's the kind of person that has that tolerance to adversity, you know, when it hits the fan. And I think there, there's something about that, that, uh, plays to your advantage in a race like hard rock more than other races. So a slight parallel on a um, technically totally different level like when Alex Arnold said in his interview after free soloing El Capitan that he just did it enough times until it became normal for him to free solo those big pitches and and to put them together yeah 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 I mean his physical talent is like high but his mental talent due to has to be way high do all that is so high yeah exactly is this I mean doing hard rock you devote months of training. You devote, you know, weeks at least of recovery mm-hmm. before you can transition into the next thing. Right. Um, you know, you're standing here with like throbbing feet as we're talking, really wishing. <laughs> They're very swollen, I know. <laughs> really wishing you could be sitting. You're about to undergo a, a really tired drive home. Yep. Um, you know, your whole year and several weeks are, I mean, to be objective malaffected by doing something like hard rock Mm -hmm. is it worth it yeah yeah i think so i always struggle with it i mean at the end of each running season i'm kind of curious how i want to put things together and i did a really big ski mountaineering season this year and uh i I had a hard time running this spring Mm. and six weeks ago it's crazy to think about six weeks ago i like i struggled for a while like I was looking for an excuse almost not to do hard rock Uh because I wasn't enjoying running that much and it hurt a lot and I was really in like mentally tough spot like not finding motivation and inspiration for it and Mm then bit by bit by bit it came around and I mean you come down here and it's this gathering of a tribe and it's this like really fulfilling experience and uh it's totally worth it and it it's it's important to put yourself out there even when you don't feel like you're ready um, because even though I had like a, for me, a very positive performance, like even at the start line, I had a lot of doubt. Mm. And if I had not come here, I wouldn't, I'd probably be home still having a lot of doubt. And it's nice to like, at least have tried. And that was like, my whole goal was like, you got to show up no matter what, even if you're not feeling super great or you're worried about altitude. Like I didn't feel like I'd prepared as like specifically this year as other uh-huh. years. And, um, you know, obviously it like it turned out okay, but even if it hadn't, I would have been happy that I came down and tried. And there's a lot of like value in that that you might not be able to like put a price tag on. Intangible stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do next this year? <laughs> I mean, after you go and put your feet up. Yeah. And yeah. Have a beer or two. 
or four? Oh, everybody, I've had a lot of people ask me that just today, and I'm a really bad planner. Uh, that's that's just, what happens when you finish second and run a really fast time at Hard Rock. A few, people want to know where you're going, uh, what you're doing. Yeah, um, I'm going to race direct the rut, which is in September, and I feel like, like there's a, a lot of things piling, piling up for that right now. Uh, there's a couple, like... Like I'm really interested in like the Sierra High route. I'm interested in some races, but I don't really have some anything. Some ones I don't want to tell you. Uh, yeah, mainly because I haven't made any decisions yet. So it's like, I don't know. Um, I am going to get back to Montana, play around in the mountains, and figure it out in this next see week. See what happens. Yeah. So we yeah. don't know where we're going to see you next. No. Hopefully somewhere soon. Okay. <laughs> well, congratulations to you. Thank you. Your second place finish. Thank you. 20, any, anything with a, a number on it that you had, the, the, a finishing time you need to be proud of, so. What's that? Any number. Yeah. 25 something. Oh, yeah. That's something to be really proud of here. I, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Finishing this race is always emotional and like it's emotional for me and then it's emotional to like see every single other person finish this race. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably like beyond the bounds of this interview, but like <laughs> it's actually, I mean, it's amazing to be here, but yeah. there's this weird emotional come down afterwards after be like bearing witness to yeah. so many highs and like also so many lows yep. from people. Absolutely. Like you, yeah, there's like this communal bearing witness thing that. Yep can be hard yeah. here. At least we're experiencing it together. <laughs> Should we hug it out? Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Mike. Thank you. <laughs>